I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart-to-heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million dollars. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. Are you being influenced? If you've watched a blockbuster film in the last decade, there's a chance it's been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. In Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free at HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben. Well, let me first off say Merry Christmas to you and your family. Senator Ted Cruz and I, Ben Ferguson, want to make sure that we wish you and your family again a very Merry Christmas And we also know that many of you are on the road going to see family and friends and celebrating the birth of Jesus Christ. Uh, And you're probably looking for a little bit uh, of entertainment and what to keep you awake on these drives. And we love that you're listening to this show right now. We decided what we were going to do is put unedited the entire three-part series with James Comer together. This is going to be very big, uh, and when Congress comes back into session, it's going to have an awful lot uh, uh, to deal with the investigations into the Biden crime family. Uh, If there's any story from 2023 that's going to move into 2024, it's going to be this story. And that's why we want to make sure that if you did miss any of those uh, three-part series with James Comer, that you were able to hear it here today. So we're going to play that for you, like I said, unedited in its entirety right now. And, And again, we want to also make sure we take a moment. Remember the reason for the season. Uh, this is about the birth of Jesus and a celebration uh, of what he did for this, uh, for not only us, but the entire world 
Uh, it is incredible, and I hope that you will take that time with your family to talk to your kids, your grandkids about the true meaning of Christmas. It has become obviously so commercialized, and and I just want to say, please take that moment, remind them what this season's all about. So again, to you and your family, Merry Christmas. And here is our unedited three-part series, all together with James Comer. Senator, this is going to be a really fun multi-part series. And for everyone that's watching or listening, if you're listening to this episode, we ask you to please share it everywhere. We're going to say that on the very beginning front of this on social media, uh, this is going to be multi-part series with a, a dear friend of yours, uh, Congressman James Comer, who's doing unbelievable work in the House going after the Biden crime family. Uh, and I want you to introduce your good friend. Well, James, welcome back to Verdict. Uh, this is this is your second time that you've been with us. We mm-hmm. had you earlier this year for a two-part series in which we broke down and you went through the details of the very systematic investigation you're leading in the House. We're now at the end of the year, and so we're coming back for yet another multi-part series uh, to really get into the substance. And, and a lot has been happening lately. We just had Hunter Biden defy a congressional subpoena. Uh, We just had the full House of Representatives vote to authorize formally the impeachment inquiry. And and this week, there's some breaking news. You're you're, you're sending uh, your investigative team on the road. Why don't we start by tell us about that? Yeah, so uh, obviously a lot of these people that we've asked for interviews and depositions, uh, they're trying to use the holiday as an excuse why they can't uh, come in and do it. So we decided we would uh, make it more convenient on them and, and send our uh, staff to depose them or interview them uh, in their home area. So uh, the first one we're doing is uh, with the owner of AmeriCorps Health. And AmeriCorps Health was the healthcare company where James Biden, the president's brother, uh, approached them because he heard they were financially distressed and said that uh, because he's a Biden, and because of his brother's contacts in the Middle East, that he could help them acquire all the capital they needed to get back on their feet from the Middle East. But they were going to have to pay Jim Biden first. And uh, they gave him $600,000. And by all accounts, Jim Biden completely defrauded AmeriCorps Health. He never provided any funding or anything else. But what ironic about this for joe biden not only was that a pure example of influence peddling joe biden received the last payment from americorps health they they sent a check to jim biden for two hundred thousand dollars the exact same day that jim biden received that two hundred thousand dollar check from americorps health they wrote joe biden a check for the exact same amount two hundred thousand dollars So that was the first example of evidence that we found where Joe Biden directly benefited from the Biden family influence peddling scheme. So we're going to have our deposers down there talking to them about uh, how this started and and what role Joe Biden may have played and if they ever met Joe Biden and all of that. So that should be very interesting. It's interesting you didn't mention the name Hunter Biden in that story of influence peddling. That is the part that I think many Americans have maybe not understood, which is this is the entire family that's been involved right. in getting paid. Can you go into that a little bit more about about James Biden, not just Hunter? Yeah, I think James Biden uh, probably committed just as many crimes as Hunter Biden. The only reason we don't know about James Biden is he didn't leave a laptop lying around. 
we've been able to subpoena his bank records. And, and I can tell you, there, there's a lot of questions we have for James Biden. That's why he received the subpoena. Uh, we're working with his attorney, and we hope to have him in in January. But at the end of the day, uh, this example with AmeriCorps Health sure looks like securities fraud. I mean, I, I don't know how else you would you would describe it, but obviously they deserve due process and they're going to have due process. But we know from court records, uh, this AmeriCorps Health is in federal bankruptcy court. Uh, they obviously have accused Jim Biden of a lot of things. So this is all public record. And, uh, you know, it shows that it wasn't just Hunter Biden. This was the whole Biden family. So, uh, so Amer- AmeriCorps Health, Jim Biden and Hunter. Mm-hmm. So AmeriCorps Health paid Jim Biden six hundred thousand dollars. As best you can tell, did Jim Biden perform any any service for them? Do anything of value f- for <clears> them? According to the court records, uh, AmeriCorps Health says no. Uh, other than he went there and you know made all these promises that you know Joe Biden's contacts they would work together and uh, help them get all the money from the Middle East. But and they never got any. This is They never got a penny. They never got one penny. And it looks like, Senator, on Jim Biden's bank statements, they tried to say that $600,000 payment was a loan. And I think that's a very important aspect of our investigation because from the notes that the whistleblowers have turned over, we know that you know sometime in 2018, the Bidens figured out that the IRS was breathing down their necks. They knew that uh, they had all these suspicious activity reports from the banks that were accusing of money laundering and having shell companies and and, uh, potentially taking bribes. And they changed the way they were operating. They went from receiving wires directly through the shells to receiving uh, payments and calling them loans. And the reason you would do that... I want to stop and unpack a lot of that. So, so we hear from the Democrats, we hear from the corrupt corporate media, there's no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, especially no evidence of Joe Biden's involvement. So I want to break down because you had a lot of substance there. On the shell companies, how many Biden shell companies did, did you all uncover? 20. And let me make sure everyone understands this. A shell company is a company with no assets and no known purpose. So the bank email that we released two weeks ago showed the bank examiner saying, you know, they got this wire from China and he he says it's an investment company, but it's an investment company with no investments. And then the the account that it went through was essentially a dormant account. So there's evidence that the bank examiners and if you look at and also the suspicious activity reports, the banks knew these were shell companies and the banks did everything uh, they were supposed to do by notifying Treasury that, wait a minute, this politically exposed family, they're getting wires from our enemies around the world. We don't know what these wires are for, and they're going through companies that have no known purpose or no assets. So shell companies, they're not real businesses. This is not a dry cleaner. This is not a gas station. Mm-hmm. There are no employees. There are no paychecks. They're not a business in any mm-hmm. sense. This is a legal right. entity, and it's a legal entity created to send money to, and it's what is often used for money laundering. It's what's often used to hide the source of the money. Um, And and you mentioned the suspicious activity reports. So let me ask for our listeners, what is a suspicious activity report and how many of them were filed on the Bidens? A suspicious activity report is when the bank notifies the Treasury cabinet that they believe 
their client may have committed a crime. Now, I want everyone to understand this. Banks don't just do this nonchalantly like the Washington Post tried to say. No bank wants to file a suspicious activity report center because when you do, that invites the bank examiners to come in and investigate you. And the last thing a bank wants to do is see bank examiners walk through the front door. The Bidens had 170 suspicious activity reports filed against them, which is unprecedented. I was a director of a bank for over a decade. Never has anyone uh, received more than one or two that, that, that was affiliated with my bank. And the, the fact that this family got 170 from six different banks on dozens of different accounts showed that there's something bad going on here because the banks are notifying the Treasury. <clears throat> I'm sorry, Treasury. We believe the uh, vice president's family uh, are involved in some type of fraud. Well, and James, and let, me so make sure I, let me make sure I understand this. Suspicious activity reports are relatively rare. There's something that the bank files with the Treasury Department when they believe there may be evidence of criminal conduct. And if you or I or Ben went and created a shell company, a company that did nothing, that had no employees, that was not a going business, and that shell company began getting multi-million dollar wires from China, from Russia, from Ukraine, that would be the sort of conduct that would trigger a suspicious activity report if any of us did that. Is that right? That's exactly right. We released an email last week that kind of showed the thought process by a bank examiner uh, he was he was communicating with his superior, and in the end, they filed a suspicious activity report. Uh, and this email kind of outlines it. The bank examiner said, "Wait a minute, you know this account is pretty much dormant. Uh, we don't know what this company is. All we know is that the president's son owns it. He got a five million dollar wire from China. We had to contact him to prevent a thar. We said, uh, "I'm sorry, Mr. Biden. We need to know what this." wire was and he said it was a loan and there's like oh a loan from china well we need the loan documentation and he said i don't have any which is ridiculous no wow. one would loan anyone five million dollars without having some type of loan documentation so then he said we fear this could be a bribe because uh we know china influences politicians through vulnerable family members and we've seen in the news where the, his ex-wife said he was on drugs he was in financial trouble we believe this could be a real national security threat. So, That's as serious of an email as I've ever seen from a major bank examiner. Yeah, look, th th that is very serious. And, of course, CNN doesn't cover that. MSNBC doesn't cover that. ABC, CBS, NBC, the, the corporate media, the, that email doesn't exist. Now, now one of the thi as far as the corporate media is concerned, one, one of the things that, that you mentioned a minute ago that I want to stop and drill down on a little bit, you said early on— the Biden family business, they would just get wires from overseas that were payments through these shell companies. But then there came a time when the IRS started coming after them, when they changed how they did business, and they began, instead of getting wires that were straight out payments, they began calling them loans. I explain that a little bit more about when they did that and why they would have done that. That change started happening in somewhere mid-2018. And from 2014 to 2018, they were pretty consistent. They would, you know, after Joe Biden would meet with these people or Hunter would fly on Air Force Two or Joe would talk to him on the phone or have lunch with them, then money would flow uh, through the shell companies. 
And then they would disperse the money through the shell companies to 10 different Biden family members. Once 2018 rolled in and they realized the IRS was rolling in on them and they knew this because the IRS was talking to them and the IRS whistleblower notes confirmed this. They changed the way they were doing business. Then they started taking money in, some of it directly through their personal account, some of it still through shell companies, but they were calling them loans. And the reason you do this is twofold. Number one, you don't report a loan on your taxes. So theoretically, if you got a $5 million wire from China and you said it was a loan, you didn't have to put that on your taxes and the IRS would never know about it. And secondly, and, and this is the most obvious, you don't have to pay taxes on it then if it's a loan. And, and that's why I always said we're going to follow the bank records. We're going to go with the bank statements in lieu of the tax returns because there's nowhere on your tax return does it show you have a loan. There's a place on your tax return to show where you pay loan interest, mortgage interest, or if you loan someone money, you receive interest. But there's nowhere on your tax returns would it say a loan. So if you just got the Biden's tax returns, you would never know about $14 million that we found because they didn't report it to the IRS. They called it loans. So $14 million was the amount of loans you found so far? Yes, for Jim and Hunter Biden. And, and, and look, just to underscore what you said, because it's important, by calling it a loan, number one, you don't have to report it to the IRS. Number two, you don't have to pay taxes uh, to the IRS. But, but of course, it's got to be a real loan. It can't be just fraud. And, all right, I've gotten loans over the course of my life. I've, I've got a mortgage on my house. Now, the mortgage on my house, the collateral is my house. Um, I've gotten car notes. I borrow money to buy a car. The collateral on the car note is the car. If I don't pay, pay the payments, they take the car back. I, is there any indication that Hunter or, 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 or Jim Biden had any collateral, $14 million of loans? Did, did they own $14 million of collateral that, 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 would, that would serve as the basis for those loans? Well, and I understand loans, thank God. There's no loan documentation. We've asked for loan documentation. They won't produce loan documentation. It doesn't appear they had anywhere near $14 million in assets. So if you get $14 million in loans, you, you really need to have about 18 or $19 million in assets because that's the way that the, the banking right. rules are. You've got to you know, have more than enough or you would be underwater. So, But here's the most concerning thing. Going through their bank records, they've received all this money that they call loans. Uh, there are hardly any loan repayments, any principal payments, and no interest payments. All right, but, so this goes back to 2018. Principal payments. 2018, they start getting loans. They get $14 million of loans. You're saying from 2018 to 2023, that's five years. There are very, very few loan repayments at all, either principal or interest. In other words, this is some sort of magic loan that, that you don't need collateral mm -hmm. for. You don't have to pay back. And it sure is helpful if you want to, say, buy a lot of crack and prostitutes if you don't have to pay the loan back. Is that am, am I being fair in characterizing that? That's that's exactly right. It looked like one loan for half a million dollars to one of the Bidens. They may have paid one hundred and ten thousand dollars back with no interest. The rest of the 14 million dollars, we can't find where they've made a single payment and not a penny of wow. interest. By, by the way, so, do, so do they dispute point, this? Do, does Hunter claim, no, no, I paid that back? Does Jim Biden claim, no, no, I paid that back? Or do they dispute what you're saying? 
well, we, uh, we're going to bring them in. You know, that's one reason we want to depose them. But, uh, you know, you can look at the bank records and th- there's no there's no payments back. Be- best case and scenario, how much of the millions in loans, 18 million, do you think they paid back 14, if you're being 14. G- generous? 14 million. 14 million, I mean. Four- 110,000. Wow. <laughs> it's, uh, you know, good to be a Biden. Uh, so- and look, at what point does a loan become income? You know, I don't know. That's a question. What is the law? The IRS. Look, if the intent is to defraud the IRS, if if it is a fraudulent vehicle, the IRS can bring it for tax fraud. You can't characterize something as a loan that is not, in fact, a loan that doesn't intend to be paid back. Um, And and I mean that on the face of it, I got to tell you, I'd be ready to prosecute right now. Of course, you know, I don't Mm -hmm. work at the Biden Justice Department. And so my marching orders aren't protect the big guy. Um and, and the statute of limitations is not far from running on these, too. They've already let the statute of limitations run on what Hunter did with China uh, back in, in 17, and the clock is ticking now. Now, now we started with, with your telling us your investigators are going to talk with AmeriCorps Health Company about the $600,000 that was paid to Jim Biden, and you said 200000 went straight to Joe Biden. Now, did, now did that come from AmeriCorps? Or did that come from AmeriCorps to Jim and then Jim to Joe? What what was the path of the money? AmeriCorps to Jim and Jim to Joe. So that so the big guy is getting the his cut. The same day. The same day. The same day. So in in Jim Biden's bank account, the day he deposited that two hundred thousand dollar check, I think he had like four thousand dollar balance. So he went from four thousand to two hundred and four thousand. Then he writes a check for two hundred thousand to Joe Biden. So he goes back down to four thousand. That wasn't real hard to trace. I would challenge anyone to, to uh, uh, <laughs> debate me on de- on tracing that check. I now, have one other question on this money check. in general. We talk about the loan payments, but can we talk about the total sum of money that was coming into the 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 Biden affiliated businesses? There were much mm-hmm. bigger business deals that were done. And how hard is it to trace yeah, but that? They're money? not businesses. Call them shell corporations. Yeah, shell corporations. Businesses do something. Yeah. The, the, these yeah. these are just bank accounts to park money, right? And and a lot of these shells had multiple bank accounts. That's what's taken so long to get the the bank records in. We find more bank accounts. I mean, we're always finding more bank accounts and more accounts. But uh, you know, we, we've identified twenty four million dollars that we don't think uh, they can explain what they did. There's more. We know where it is, but uh, you know, for for time's sake, I mean. This is this is just the House Oversight Committee. I mean, no one in the government has investigated this. Anytime someone got close, like the Irish whistleblowers, they were told to stand down, usually by Leslie Wolf. And can you can the, you explain uh, when, what you mean by when they get close? You just said every time they got close, they were told to stand down, Leslie Wolf. Remind people of the pattern of how close they got to the Bidens and then how they were cut off. According to the Irish whistleblowers in their notes and everything Shapley and Ziegler have said has turned out to be true. We're seeing some of that in this recent indictment in California. And and Shapley and uh, Ziegler are the two IRS whistleblowers. They're career employees. They're not partisan Republicans. Indeed, you know, indeed, they're Democrats. Democrats. But they came forward because they were horrified by what they saw. And and, and tell us what they told us. Well, they had. They knew that uh, there was money laundering. They knew there was tax evasion. They knew there was tax fraud. And they 
had accumulated all this evidence. Now they wanted to uh, go in and, and raid a storage unit. They were told that there were documentation, you know, there were documents in a storage unit. Uh, and they said they also wanted to talk to Joe Biden. Well, that was the worst thing they ever said, because when they mentioned Joe Biden, that's when they were told to stand down and they were taken off the case. So the IRS rolled in on them. We know from talking to people and Jim Jordan talking to people at the Department of Justice that uh, there were different jurisdictions looking into different things the Bidens had. Because when you get a suspicious activity report, the law is you, the Treasury notifies the the appropriate uh, investigators, you know, whether it be the IRS or whether it be the, the Department of Justice. So they had to be getting notification of all this stuff going on. And, and they were told to stand down. We know from the IR, from the FBI sources that Charles Grassley found that uh, they got this credible document, this 1023 form, that said Joe Biden had been involved in a bribery scheme, and yet no one with the FBI would allow them to investigate this any further. So let's turn to the president now, because, and I want to go through some of the lies. Uh, you go back, and, and I think we should play that montage of, of, of Joe Biden when he was running for president and uh, saying, I made no money, I was never connected to my son or family businesses, there was no connections to China, this, this, you know, this is a lie, everybody's looked at it, it's a lie. Take a listen to this. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. I have never discussed with my son or my brother or anyone else anything having to do with their businesses, period. And what I will do is the same thing we did in our administration. There will be an absolute wall between personal and private uh, and, and, and the government. Do you stand by your statement that you did not discuss any of your son's overseas business yes, dealings? Yes, I stand by that. Congressman, you know that's a lie. I know that's a lie. The senator knows that's a lie. But explain methodically for everyone watching and listening how we now have the facts to back up that he was lying to the American people every time he said that, every time the White House said it, every time every Democrat said it on his behalf, every surrogate on his campaign. Well, when we began the investigation, the political narrative and the media narrative was that Joe Biden never met with or spoke to any of these mysterious people who were sending his family millions and millions of dollars. Now we know through pictures, text messages, emails, WhatsApp messages, and depositions from uh, Devin Archer that Joe Biden talked to all of them. We also discovered the pseudonym emails where Joe Biden was using a pseudonym, a, a fake name, sending emails back and forth to Eric Sherwin, who was one of the main figures in this in this uh, influence peddling scheme. In fact, he was like, for, for all practical purposes, the bookkeeper or the chief financial officer. Joe Biden also said he had a wall between the government and his his son's family business dealings. There was no while he was communicating back and forth. There there are hundreds of pseudonym emails between Joe Biden and Eric Sherwin. We believe there were, and the White House said there wasn't. The media said there wasn't. Uh, the National Archives wouldn't turn him over. And then lo and behold, some of them pop up in this recent indictment in California. Some of these pseudonym emails between Joe Biden and Sherwin. Were, were brought out as evidence. So, 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 this so is how many reasons- fake email accounts and how many burner phones have y'all found for Joe Biden? 
Well, I, I, I can't comment on the burner phone yet because we're still uh, looking into that and, and triple checking some things. But with respect to the email, he's had at least three that he communicated, three pseudonym emails that he used the government email for. And then he had some other pseudonyms, uh, we believe, with some personal emails and, and some personal communication where he was, he was they used code names like the big guy and Celtic and, and things like that. But uh, clearly they were trying to hide something or they wouldn't have, have been using the pseudonyms. But the fact that, you know, I didn't think we would find government emails from Joe Biden to these people involved in the influence peddling scheme. But lo and behold, there are hundreds of them. They just used a pseudonym. And one reason the House voted so, so and, and let me ask you, James, on, on the fake emails, is it just a name if you had an email, Kentucky Man, Kentucky Man at gmail.com? Uh, you know, someone might pick a name of something, you know, Ben Ferguson, uh, Ole Miss mm. Tennis Star. Like, yeah. you know, maybe you pick that as an email. Are they signed using fake names or are they signed Ben or James or Dad? H- how are they signed and, and how much on the face of it are the emails trying to obscure the identity of the sender? Well, they're all trying to obscure the identity of the sender. Uh, he signed different things, uh, but you know, a lot of times the emails aren't aren't signed. But he's communicating back and forth. And the most disturbing thing to everyone should be that Hunter was being copied, blind copied, on some of these emails uh, that where he was using pseudonyms pertaining to Ukraine at the same time he was going to, Joe Biden was going to go over there and fire Victor Shokin, the prosecutor who was investigating Burisma. All right, so, hold on, hold on. Uh, wait, wait, I want to, that, that is new news right. to me. You mm-hmm. just said that you had a burner email account. The president is communicating with it, someone without their knowledge that Hunter Biden's being blind copied, right? Because you wouldn't know that email, which also goes back to a bigger lie. They said that if he ever talked with his son about people around his business sphere, it was about the weather, right? Things it was mm-hmm. it was right. not about business. It was you know oh we're just friendly. These are direct communications. Yeah, were the Ukraine emails talking about the weather? Was it like it's going to be sunny on no. Tuesday? No, and the emails weren't to Hunter. It was discussing with various uh, members of the staff about his speech, logistics, and things like that. And they were copying Hunter. So these, this wasn't from a burner account. This was the government account. Joe Biden was just using a pseudonym. And the reason we know Hunter was copied on it so, is because so say that, email say that again. Up in so, the so this is a government account, mm-hmm. but but Joe Biden is using just a fake name on a government account yeah. and is using that fake name to conduct government business and is secretly blind seeing Hunter. Who's sitting on the board of Burisma. Who's sitting on the board of Burisma is being paid $83,000 a month, who has no skills, who doesn't speak Ukrainian, who knows nothing about uh, uh, oil and gas, but has access to daddy. Is that all of that accurate? That, that's right. And the reason we, know, we found that email, it was on the laptop. Now, remember, when we started this investigation, the laptop was Russian disinformation. But in, in Hunter Biden's last speech he gave when he defied the congressional subpoena, uh, he, he, he referenced the laptop a lot. So, you know, it, it's uh, there's a lot of pieces you have to put together, and it's very complicated. It's very hard to explain. 
This was by design. This is an organized criminal entity. There's no question about it. They knew what they were doing. The president's son is smarter than people think. It just we see all the you know stuff about him on drugs and stuff. This was very organized, and the the communications were uh, many between Joe Biden and these various characters in these schemes, but they tried to hide it through the pseudonym. I'd like to take a moment and have a real heart to heart with you. If you're able right now, place your hand over your heart. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception, and at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. And that's why we've partnered with Preborn, because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's networks of clinics rescue 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter. That doubles a baby's chances at life. And by six weeks, the eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a baby is able to suck his or her own thumb. And for just $28, you could be the difference between life or death of a child. All gifts are tax deductible, and I want you to donate. All you have to do is just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250, keyword baby. You can also donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict or pound 250 and say the keyword baby. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash news. That's lifelock.com slash news to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think, I'm covered, no worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors so you pay only what you owe you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills 
To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. To save, visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. All right, so how many phone calls do we know about between Joe Biden and various international business associates of Hunter? And how many meetings do we know about between Joe Biden and various international associates of Hunter? Well, Devin Archer, in his transcribed interview, testified that there were at least 20. Now, at least 20 could be anywhere from 20 to 100, but he said at least 20. And now we know that uh, Joe had lunch with some of these people. We didn't know he had lunch with the uh, Russian oligarch who had sent Hunter Biden three and a half million dollars while Joe Biden was vice president. The same Russian oligarch who, when Joe Biden became president, was the one oligarch he left off the sanctions list when Russia invaded Ukraine. So, okay, just, a just, lot just of these- say, say that again, because I think it's important for our listeners and our viewers. The Democrats, the White House, the corporate media, they all say there's no evidence of corruption, no evidence of corruption, and no evidence of Joe Biden's corruption. Just say what you just said again, because that is completely contrary to the talking points of the other side. One of the things we found out when we interviewed Devin Archer was that Joe Biden actually had lunch with the uh, female oligarch from Russia, the former mayor of Moscow's wife, the the wealthiest lady in in Russia. She had sent Hunter Biden three and a half million dollars while Joe Biden was vice president. And we have no idea what the Bidens did to receive the three and a half million dollars. That's one of the questions we would ask Hunter Biden in his deposition. So we didn't know Joe Biden acted like he'd never met her. But Archer said, yeah, they had they had a very long uh, lunch or dinner, like like several hours. Do we know where they had lunch or dinner? dinner? Do we know that? I I think it was Cafe Milano, but I'm not I'm not 100 percent certain. And when Joe Biden became president and when Russia invaded Ukraine, he announced sanctions against all the oligarchs in Russia except one. The lady who had sent Hunter Biden three and a half million dollars. And in the updated, because they've updated these sanctions throughout this war with Ukraine, Mm -hmm. have they ever then added her name to that list? Because several times they've updated and added new people to that list. Or has she been protected to date by the Biden crime family? She's been protected to date. So, look, there's an important thing to underscore, and we've talked about this at length on Verdict. Bribery, as everyone knows who listens to this pod, requires a quid pro quo, Latin for this, for that. And so you need the this, the payment, the benefit, and you need it in exchange for that. And that is typically a government, either an affirmative failure or declining to do something that because of the payment. In this instance, three and a half million dollars from a Russian oligarch to Hunter. And again, and, and James, jump in if anything I'm saying is wrong, but, but There's no indication Hunter did anything of value, has any expertise in anything relating to Russia, has any services, has any skills, did anything that someone would pay three and a half million dollars for. We do know that that along with the payment, this Russian oligarch has lunch or dinner with Joe Biden while he is vice president. So that is 
direct access. direct access, direct conversation to Joe. Hey, you know, I'm giving your son three and a half million dollars. <throat> you know, we don't know he said that, but it'd be kind of weird in the conversation uh, that if either she or Hunter didn't tell Daddy, hey, this is the person that gave me three and a half million dollars. Uh, particularly if this is not proven, although we know the laptop makes reference with regard to China to 10% for the big guy. And to the extent that there is a pattern of Joe profiting directly off of Hunter's revenue, he would have a real reason to care about the three and a half million. But the thing that is new that is connected here is that when Joe becomes president and he puts in sanctions on Russian oligarchs, the one person that is miraculously left off is the oligarch that gave Hunter three and a half million dollars. So that's a second example of a quo. We've talked quite a bit about the firing of Viktor Shokin. Viktor Shokin was the Ukrainian prosecutor who was investigating Burisma, the oligarch that owned Burisma, paid Hunter a million dollars a year, and Joe Biden got him fired. That's a quo that would, would I believe, support a bribery claim. This is a second quo that could support a bribery claim, which is not listing someone for sanctions who otherwise should be listed and who would have been listed, but for the payment to your family member, that qualifies as bribery as well. Is what I'm saying accurate? It's accurate. I wish you were on the oversight committee to help me with all this, uh, (laughs) Senator. I, I have a question for both of you, and and I go back to when I was on the Bush campaign. Even as someone younger, there was a very clear warning that was given to us, and it was explicit. Be careful who you meet with. Be careful about any meeting on the clock or off the clock with anybody that could be nefarious. And that I, I, I remember that meeting because it was such a important line here. Is there any reason, and, and, and I want to know more about the background of this, of this oligarch and, and, and this woman, richest woman in Russia, connected directly to, to Vladimir Putin. You don't get the job as the mayor of Moscow without Vladimir Putin's explicit picking you and consent and, and, and being in that world. Would this be a meeting that our U.S. government would have warned against? Like, you don't meet with this type of person. You certainly don't do business with this type of person. You don't take three and a half million from this type of person. I mean, would that not be some sort of conversation that would have happened? Of course. Listen, this is friggin' weird. This is weird. This is not something that, oh, this is typical what people in government do. You don't run around having dinner with Russian oligarchs. That, that is a strange thing to do. I don't know anyone else in government. I don't know anyone else in the Senate. I don't know anyone else in the House who does that. I don't know anyone else getting millions of dollars from foreign countries. It's freaking weird. James, I, I'm going to go out on a limb. Have you received millions of dollars from any foreign country? No, but I keep expecting the Associated Press or Washington Post to write that. But no, I have not. Look, the closest I've come is I got changed once at a Chinese restaurant for dinner. Yeah. Like, (laughs) that is nuts. Who the hell? But, like, it is weird. I mean, mean, look, you, you, you know your 434 colleagues. I know my 99 colleagues. To the best of my knowledge, none of them. None other than Bob Menendez, who is under indictment. So let me set him aside because he's under indictment yeah. for this. That's actually a pretty powerful point. The only person I know who did something like this is currently being prosecuted for receiving bribes because Bob Menendez, it is alleged, 
did government favors for Egypt, was paid tens of thousands of dollars, was paid in gold bars, and they're trying to put him in jail. Well, where is the indictment for Joe Biden? Because it's Joe Biden that's performing the government favors. And, and, and the closest analog I can find to someone who has done conduct similar to what Joe Biden did, although not as brazen, not as large scale, not as lucrative, not involving as many countries. The closest analogy is Bob Menendez to Joe Biden. And if they're indicting Bob Menendez, why on earth are they not indicting Joe? And why are they not indicting Hunter for bribery? I get the tax claims, but we've talked at length about this. At the end of the day, this is not about Hunter Biden. If his name was Hunter Smith and he was some corrupt messed up guy with substance abuse problems, none of us would be talking about it. He would be prosecuted. He'd face mm-hmm. consequences. But yeah. it's not his life. It, it, it's not his personal demons that matter. It is when you have the vice president of the United States and then the president of the United States selling official favors in a corrupt way to foreign oligarchs, there is a reason the Constitution specifies bribery as a ground for impeachment. Mm-hmm. I agree. Well, one of the things that I wanted to get in here on the, on the tax crimes that he was indicted on, that's from his W two from Barisma. So that that's like the most obvious thing. He, he got a W two from Barisma and whether he was supposed to be on the board or not, whether it was ethical or not, it wasn't illegal for him to be on the board. He gets a W-2, which that's on the up and up. He just didn't pay taxes on it. He failed to pay taxes on the millions of dollars he got from Brisma that's listed on his W-2. What he's never been pressed on are these millions of dollars in loans and all these fake write-offs that he had in these shell companies. I mean, he probably owes six or seven million more dollars that he hasn't been prosecuted on yet. Because, so the because they said it's a loan. The most obvious. So, yeah, so James, tell us about, about the fake write-offs, because that's something that doesn't get discussed much. Yeah, well, you know, so in these shell companies, so he would wire, you know, say he got a $5 million wire, then he would wire different, you know, maybe uh, $5 million wires to five different shell companies. And then he would take half that money and, and wire it to various Biden family members. He'd keep the other half in the shell and he would pay for basic living expenses and he would pay for things like prostitutes and drugs and he would write them off as a business deduction. So at the end of the day, Wait, he did, didn't did you pay just any say prostitutes and drugs were business deductions for Hunter Biden? Yes, that was that was part of the indictment in California. Wow. That was one of the things he joined a sex club in California and paid for it out of a shell company that he claimed was his law firm, Owasco. Now think about this. His law firm was paying his sex club membership and on his taxes, he put down that it was a golf country club membership so he could ride it off. You know, Ben, I feel bad when I was at a law firm, they didn't even pay for my parking. Yeah. I, I apparently need to one hell of a bonus structure over there at the, at the Biden law firm. Fundamentally differently. One one hell of a of a, of a, of a write off there. Go back to Joe Biden for a second, and I want to play for you another montage of Joe Biden uh, c- consistently saying there's nothing, there's no there there, there's nothing wrong here. I wasn't involved, and and he also says the media 
has investigated this and no one's found any wrongdoing. Here's the president in a montage in his own words. Every single solitary, serious investigator, including your network and others, have looked at this, have said there's absolutely zero basis to the accusation that I acted anyway inappropriately or that my son did. Every major national, international, and local news operations looked into it has said it's a lie. This is the president's flat line. So there's not been a scintilla of evidence pointed out that anything is wrong. There's not a single solitary scintilla of evidence anywhere. There's not been one scintilla of evidence that my son ever interfered, that I ever asked me anything, that I ever got involved in anything. I mean, come on. This is... So <laughs> These so, guys are amazing. So you think that everything that happened was kosher? You know there's not one single bit of evidence not one little tiny bit. Not one tiny bit of evidence. Is the president a liar based on everything that you've seen? And and the idea that everybody's investigated this, they found nothing. Now the news media is reporting on some of this, so they're not even backing him up so, anymore. So, so and I, I got to say, you know, Joe Biden is particularly fond of saying there's not a scintilla of evidence. And, and, and I couldn't help thinking of my favorite movie, The Princess Bride. You keep on using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. (laughs) I'm not sure Joe knows what the word scintilla means. So, so, So let me just ask you directly, James. What is the most compelling evidence that that you are aware of right now of corruption by Joe Biden? Well, the fact that he we've found five payments to Joe Biden that we trace the source of the payments directly from his family's influence peddling scheme. So when Joe Biden says that he's never benefited from his family's influence peddling scheme, that is a lie. We have $250,000. That's a quarter of a million dollars, which for the self-proclaimed poorest guy in Congress, that's that's a lot of money. $250,000 directly to Joe Biden's back pocket from his family's influence peddling schemes. They want to say that it was a loan repayment, which that's a whole nother story. If if you pay me back $250,000, Senator, then somewhere before you pay me back, I should have a check to you for $250,000. They don't have that. But let's, you know, I don't want to get into All the right, weeds. So, so let's, the, the, the 250, not. give us the details of the 250. When was it paid? From whom? And, and where does it look like the money came from? $200,000 came from Jim Biden and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden. That money came directly from that AmeriCorps health company. That was an influence peddling scheme led by Jim Biden. Okay. Then $40,000 went from uh, uh, Jim and Sarah Biden to Joe Biden that came from China. That was the 10% of $400,000. That was the company that Bob Alinsky said was going to be 10% held for the big guy. Uh, they got four hundred thousand dollar wire. Hold on, I got, I got, I got to stop you there because that's I'm following this pretty closely, and that to me is something new. So, so I'm aware of the ten percent for the big guy that, that that was in the information on Hunter's laptop. What I was not aware of is that you now have a payment from China and direct evidence. By the way, not circumstantial, direct evidence of a 10% payment straight to Joe Biden. Is that, is that right? Elaborate on that because the fact that the big guy is being paid 10%. The exact amount, the exact 10% Not 11%, yeah. not 9%, 10% uh, 
exactly what was reflected, what Bobolinsky told us, that's pretty compelling. So just to explain that again, it's, it's important not to miss this point. If you'll remember the WhatsApp message where Hunter Biden was shaking down the, the Chinese national yes. saying, we expect you to fulfill your commitment, a commitment that was made while Joe Biden was vice president. Uh, he said, my dad's sitting here beside me and we're going to unleash our wrath on you if you don't. Five days later, five business days later, five million dollars pops into the uh, a Biden account. They immediately wire four hundred thousand dollars to this shell company that was supposed to be the company that that uh, Joe Biden was going to be 10 percent owner of, uh, the, according to Bobulinski. From that four hundred thousand dollars, they start wiring different wires to different Biden family members in different shells. This is called money laundering. and It's confusing to explain. And that's by design. But anyway, they wire money to Jim Biden from that 400,000 and he writes Joe a check for $40,000. 40,000 is 10% of 400,000 in that particular shell that Joe Biden was supposed to have a 10% ownership in. That money came directly from China. That's and how very close, damning evidence. How close is the time period between the WhatsApp, the $5 million payment, the $400,000 payment, and the $40,000 payment? I mean, a month. So a this month. is all really closely compressed. This, this is all... and, and remember, you can, when you transfer money to an account, you have to keep it in there at least 24 hours. So, so you know, a lot of times... You say, oh, there's two or three days difference. Well, maybe the bank wouldn't make it available. A lot of times when you deposit money in a bank, they'll say your funds may not be available sure. uh, at, for, for 24 hours or 48 hours or, or until next week. So they got the money to Joe about as quick as you could do it in, in banking terms going through that many different accounts. So then here's my question. We've talked about the tax issues with, with Hunter Biden. And, and and James Biden, I think there's some more questions there. But if all of this is happening and money is running through to the president or then vice president, what are the liabilities that we don't know about? And I'm talking from a tax standpoint for the mm-hmm. president of the United States of America, because what we do know is there's money flowing in, then they claim it's loans, and there's claiming there's repayment of loans, but we don't see the reclaimant payments. So is that a tax issue for the president? Second one I have is this. If the bank accounts, these shell companies, were acting as piggy banks for Hunter Biden and the Biden crime family, we've also heard there were payments being made for things that benefited the vice president and the president through things that were done at their house, his house, uh, home improvements, remodeling. What other benefits was president joe biden receiving through this money that wasn't directly coming to his bank account and would that be a tax issue in theory for the president of the united states of america i think so so a lot of these shell companies had credit cards so we got the bank accounts and it'll say all right we spent uh fifteen thousand dollars this month on our city bank card or our chase card or whatever uh we have to subpoena the credit card companies and start going down these bank statements. I mean, this is stuff, this investigation so big and so complex and so complicated. I mean, it, it, we're moving as quickly as we can for a little old congressional staff. This is stuff the IRS and the FBI and the Department of Justice are better suited to do, but we're doing the best we can. So we know from the laptop 
there were things Hunter Biden was paying for a value for Joe, like a new roof and a cell phone bill and, and things like that. But the, the $250,000. Uh, hold on a that, second. Did that, you just say Hunter Biden paid for a new roof for Joe Biden? According to the laptop, according to the laptop. And remember, there's message from Hunter Biden to Hunter Biden's daughter saying, unlike dad, I won't make, I won't make you have to uh, turn over 50% of your salary to me. So there's lots of references in the laptop where Hunter Biden was complaining about having to pay for stuff for dad, for, for Joe Biden. That's why we wanted to depose him. That's why we wanted to, that was one of the so let's, questions. Let's go to the deposition. Were you surprised that Hunter defied the subpoena and refused to sit for the deposition? I wasn't because I felt like that indictment was done to protect him from this deposition really? because you've indicted him. Yes. You've indicted him for two things. Uh, the line on a gun application and the, his basic failure to pay taxes on his W two income. Okay. Those are the two things that you really can't tie to Joe Biden, but the money laundering, you can tie to Joe Biden, the, uh, the, the loans, the tax evasion on that, the securities fraud, uh, even the even the the problems with prostitutes and possible human trafficking and all that, you can tie that to Joe because some of that was at, at Joe's house. Apparently, there's lots of things that. Oh, you hold can, on a second, James. You said possible human trafficking. What 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 is the evidence we have of that? There's a uh, suspicious activity report filed against a, an escort service in Florida. And the suspicious activity report is on the escort service, but Hunter Biden is a subject of that suspicious activity report because he was a big customer and sending money to and from. The bank notified, and this is public, not because of us. You're not supposed to leak these suspicious activity reports, but it's out there. It's out there on the Internet. I think it was in that uh, Marco Polo report, but we, you know, it, it's real. And and what it, what it said was... Uh, the bank notified, I think it was JP Morgan, notified the Treasury that we believe this, our client is operating a, an escort service. And the two prostitutes that they're paying are here illegally, one from Russia, one from Ukraine. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. And uh, we don't know if they were human traffic. We don't know if all we know is they're not here legally. And we're pretty sure they're uh, engaged in prostitution, which is illegal in Florida. And they list like the two or three names of people that were uh, spending a lot of money there. And Hunter Biden was at the top of the list, which is another reason they filed the SAR because they knew Russia and Ukraine, human trafficking. And at the time he was living in Joe Biden's house, they were sending the prostitutes to him. He wasn't going there. So they were sending them across state lines, which is, you know, are, you know, are you saying is, is there evidence that they were sending the prostitutes to Joe Biden's house? All we know is Hunter was living there uh, at the time. We don't know if he was going to a hotel or, or whatever. Yes. But I'm just telling you what J.P. Morgan said. Okay, I mean, this all right. Is, so, uh, so let me ask you about more. The, let me uh, ask you about the deposition. So Hunter's refused to testify. What happens next? In in the next week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks, what happens next? Well, we're going to have to issue contempt of Congress charges. Uh, we'll run that through the oversight committee. And, now, tell you know, people at, at how that works. Day, what, what are the mechanics well, of what has to happen? 
I was hoping Jim Jordan would lead that through the judiciary, but it, it looks like we're going to do it through the House Oversight Committee. Uh, there's a lot of paperwork that's going to have to get done. Remember, we've got a new Speaker of the House, all new staff rolling in. Uh, he kept some of McCarthy's staff on till the end of the year. We got new staff coming in. So we're going to try to get all this accumulated as quickly as possible and then have a committee here and then, then hopefully mark it up on the floor. But there's a lot of legwork that has to be done, a lot of documentation that has to be accumulated. And we're doing this at a time when we're shifting a lot of uh, people in the speaker's office. And one thing, Senator, a lot of people don't realize, I have subpoena authority, but the speaker has to sign off on it. That's something that Daryl Issa's talked about and Trey Gowdy's talked about and Jason Chaffetz, but, you know, former Republican chairs. Uh, the speaker's general counsel uh, has to sign off on it because if it goes to court, they're the ones that represent us in court. It's the speaker's general counsel. So there's, you know, there's some bureaucracy involved in these subpoenas. There's some bureaucracy involved in the contempt of Congress. But we plan on moving forward to that and we're working on it as we speak. I want to take a moment and have a real heart to heart with you. If you're able, place your hand over your heart right now. Can you feel it? That's your heartbeat telling you that you're alive. It's the same for a preborn baby. Their heart begins to form at conception. And at just three weeks, it's already beating. At five weeks, a baby's heartbeat can be heard on ultrasound. We've partnered with Preborn because we need to help these precious babies. Every day, Preborn's network of clinics rescues 200 babies from abortion. When a mother with an unplanned pregnancy meets her baby on ultrasound and hears their heartbeat, it's a divine encounter that doubles a baby's chances at life. By six weeks, eyes are forming. By 10 weeks, a little baby is able to suck his or her thumb. For just $28, you can be the difference between the life or death of a child. And if you're a business owner, perhaps you can consider a larger donation for a write-off because we know the government isn't working on saving babies. A donation of 1000 2000 20000 All gifts are tax-deductible and will reach eternity. Get involved today. To donate, just dial pound 250 and say the keyword baby. That's pound 250. Say the keyword baby or donate securely at preborn.com slash verdict. That's preborn.com slash verdict. When you have health insurance, it's easy to think I'm covered. No worries. Well, not so fast. Remember, your out-of-pocket costs are not covered by insurance. That can be a lot of money for your family. But how do you know you're not being overbilled? It's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. Unless you're a billing expert, how do you know your medical bills are accurate? HealthLock can help. HealthLock is a healthcare technology company that securely connects with your insurance. When your medical claims come in, HealthLock technology reviews the claim for errors like overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. HealthLock makes it easy to find and fix hidden errors, so you pay only what you owe. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Bottom line, insurance alone isn't enough. 
to save. Visit HealthLock.com. Do it today before you see another healthcare provider. That's HealthLock.com. So let me ask you something. When you subpoenaed Hunter, he came back and said he was willing to testify, but only, only in an open hearing, not in a closed-door deposition. Tell us from your perspective what the advantages are of doing a closed-door deposition first before open public testimony. We have tens of thousands of pages of documents, bank statements, emails, sworn testimony. We have hundreds and hundreds of questions, you know, probably close to a thousand questions. In a deposition, you have one hour. The Republicans have an hour, then the Democrats have an hour. Then you come back and have another hour. The Democrats have another hour. So, you know, easily you can get an eight-hour deposition in in a day, whereas we would have four hours. The staff would generally be the ones that would, which I have, you know, my lead deposer was uh, the lead deposer at the Department of Justice in the in the Trump administration under Bill Barr. So we've got the, you know, really good people that are really good at this, and judiciary does too. Jim has good people in there. They were both going to be in there. We were going to ask them specific questions, hundreds of questions. If you have a committee hearing where you have 25 Republicans and, and 21 Democrats going back and forth, yelling, the Democrats at the last hearing, they filed three motions to adjourn during the committee hearing, trying to disrupt it. You get five minutes each back and forth. Uh, you, we might get 40, 45 questions in. So it's a difference of 40 or 45 questions in a complete chaotic poop scene versus a sit-down, substantive deposition where we could easily ask 800 questions. This is too important. This is an investigation of public corruption at the highest levels. This has been a substantive, credible investigation that we've accumulated mountains of evidence through bank records and emails. We have lots of questions. You just can't get that in a public hearing. But I want to have a public hearing with Hunter Biden, and we will have a hearing with Hunter Biden after he gets deposed. For, for what it's worth, James, and this is something that I've talked about on Verdict recently, look, you're in the middle of the fight. You're working your tail off with a lot of complicated stuff. I understand everything you said there, and I agree. There's a lot of force to the arguments you're putting forward. Uh, to the extent I can share some unsolicited advice, which I did in our last podcast, and, you know, I'm a lawyer and a senator, so I'm in the business of giving unsolicited advice. Um, but I would encourage y'all to go ahead and have him in a public hearing anyway. And I understand why it would be better to depose him. But from their perspective, they can litigate and fight this contempt for the rest of the year and run out the clock, and that's what they want to do. And, and I know you know this very directly, mm -hmm. but just I mm -hmm. want to remind our listeners, this is ultimately about Joe Biden, not about Hunter Biden. And although mm -hmm. the questions won't be as detailed, there won't be as much time in a public hearing, getting Hunter publicly, he claims he will do it. Um, and I would also encourage, and I don't know the House rules, the mechanics for doing this, but to the extent you can, I would encourage you, if you do a public hearing with Hunter, instead of doing five-minute rounds, do 10-minute rounds. In, in, Senate, mm -hmm. in the Senate and the Judiciary Committee, we often do seven-minute rounds or 10-minute rounds. For a Supreme Court nominee, we do 30-minute rounds. The difference as a cross-examiner of what you can get in a 10-minute round versus a five-minute round is night and day. And, mm -hmm. and so, so I would just... I think the value, if we could get Hunter to testify in January 
and 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 if your team could work with your down dais members to have all right here are all the questions we need to get can you take this module you take this module so you know sometimes you and i both know there are hearings where you have members they all do their own thing and they're Mm -hmm. all running around like crazy for something like this to the extent the down dais republicans each can take a particular issue and say all right i'm going to take my five or even better ten minutes and ask the questions would it be as good as a deposition? No, but I think the value of doing that publicly, if Hunter would answer those questions, the legal jeopardy for Joe would be massive from that, and I think that outweighs the strategic benefit of waiting for the closed-door deposition. So consider that. I don't okay. need an answer from you now, but but that, okay. you know, look, I've litigated a lot of cases, and 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 that would be my pretty emphatic advice is that don't let the perfect be the enemy of the good because getting Hunter on the record in public on all the questions that we've been talking about, that is enormously valuable. And I don't want to see the clock run out, particularly if look, you and I are both hoping there's a good election in November, but it could be a bad election. If, and if in November, the speaker is Hakeem Jeffries, your committee's going away and they're mm-hmm. in a deposition, they're in the public hearing, and, and it's all over. So we can hope we have a good election, but I think it's, it's wise to assume that, that your clock may be at most 11 months. I agree, or, or less. Yeah. Well, let, let me ask I, you, I appreciate that. Let me ask you this question, too. As we kind of put a, a wrap on this, I, I want to mm. play Hunter Biden. Yeah. And I want to play what he said because I don't know if, you know, a lot of people thought the White House was probably giving me advice. Uh, I think there seems to be a little bit of a rift now between the White House. We're seeing some leaks coming out. They didn't like what Hunter Biden did uh, at this press conference. And that means he's kind of a rogue actor in this scenario right now. I want to get your reaction to just his demeanor and what he said. Take a look. Let me state as clearly as I can. My father was not financially involved in my business not as a practicing lawyer, not as a board member of Burisma, not in my partnership with a Chinese private businessman, not in my investments at home nor abroad, and certainly not as an artist. During my battle with addiction, my parents were there for me. They literally saved my life. They helped me in ways that I will never be able to repay. And of course, they would never expect me to. And in the depths of my addiction, I was extremely irresponsible with my finances. But to suggest that is grounds for an impeachment inquiry is beyond the absurd. It's shameless. There is no evidence to support the allegations that my father was financially involved in my business because it did not happen. James Comer, Jim Jordan, Jason Smith, and their colleagues have distorted the facts by cherry-picking lines from a bank statement, manipulating texts I sent, editing the testimony of my friends and former business partners, and misstating personal information that was stolen from me. He accuses you of manipulating text messages without any evidence and and says that you guys are cherry picking lines. I got to get your response to that. 
I've never seen such a display of arrogance and entitlement in my life. Uh, but I'm not surprised because, look, he's gotten away with this for years because he's a Biden. The rules don't apply to the Bidens. But I don't know how you manipulate a text. Uh, was his father beside him when he was extorting that Chinese national or not? That's a simple question the media should have asked then and there. And they stopped uh, the GPS, right? Lie. They stopped the GPS. You and I have talked about yeah. this here. We could have answered that question. Well, it, okay, and it's important. Look, this is there's a reason people hate lawyers. Um, I, I listen to that as a lawyer. Um, when they say manipulating a text, what they mean is one of the copies that was released of the WhatsApp text from one of the House members they put a Chinese flag next to the Chinese person speaking to identify them. So like, aha, you manipulated it because in the real one, there's not a Chinese flag. So it's true for purposes of display. They added a Chinese flag to demonstrate that that was a Chinese person. When they say manipulated, what they don't mean, what Hunter has never said, what his lawyers have never said, is that one word of that text is inaccurate. What they have never said is, I did not send that. And we talked about on verdict. One possible defense he could have is, nope, that text is fake. I never sent it. Now, that's a defense you can make, but then you got to prove it. The fact that they haven't said that, much like, like Sherlock Holmes and, 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 and the dog that didn't bark, the fact that they didn't say that tells you that they are ex- implicitly admitting it is accurate. We also know that DOJ prevented any search of GPS data. It would be very easy to determine where was Hunter's cell phone at the moment that text was being sent. Where was Joe's cell phone? Were they in the same room? Were they sitting next to each other? The Biden Department of Justice does not want anyone to know the answer to that. And so they block that. But by the way, that text is direct evidence. So and next time you hear a Democrat or their shills in the media saying there's no direct evidence of Joe Biden's involvement. Understand that WhatsApp text is direct evidence. It's not circumstantial. It is written testimony from Hunter about Joe's involvement in the shakedown. And I got to say, by the way, Ben, I noticed something. So, James, in our last podcast, we held the New York Times to, to, to task because they took Hunter Biden's quote at the press conference that my father was mm-hmm. not financially involved with my business. And they misquoted it to say my father was not involved, involved. in yeah. my business. They deleted the word financially. And, and that was, I believe, a very deliberate deletion. Absolutely. Well, what's interesting, I just discovered something again. Uh, let me ask the team, put up the very last shot from the Hunter Biden video that we were watching, if we can put it on the screen. Now, if you notice... CNN did the same damn thing. Yeah. Look at the Chiron on the bottom. Hunter Biden, my father was not involved in any of my businesses. What he said was, my father was not financially involved in any Mm -hmm. of my businesses. CNN and New York Times both deleted the same word. By the way, they know how to quote what he said. Often a Chiron will be Hunter Biden, quote, quote, my father was not financially involved in any of my businesses. But understand, CNN is on Team Biden. They're on Team Hunter. They're on Team Joe. And, and it reminds me of the famous CNN Chiron of the, uh, of the reporter uh, saying, saying, fiery but peaceful protest as a building is on fire with a Black Lives Matter and Antifa protest going on. CNN is happily editing out Hunter's comments to benefit the White House.
James, let me yeah. ask let me ask you one other question about this that I think is also very important, and that is to remind people financially now, how many countries was the Biden crime family getting money from? We haven't even mentioned in the last uh, hour Romania. That's a country that mm-hmm. has to be brought up. But you guys are, are finding more money in more places with more people. And even Hunter mm-hmm. Biden there and what he said, he said, with my foreign business dealings, plural, he was admitting, yeah, I'm getting money from everywhere in the world. Yeah, uh, we know he got money from China, Romania, Ukraine, Russia, Uzbekistan. Uh, we know that he was paid through China for stuff he did in the Congo. We know that Jim Biden operated primarily in the Middle East. So pretty much every bad country in the world is where the Bidens would target their influence peddling schemes. Do you expect to get anything new about James Biden's money? I mean, we obviously know a lot about Hunter's, but are you guys finding more and more of James? Because before Hunter Biden was of age... James was the bat was the bagman, and then it kind of turned into oh hey we've got a kid here that we can get to be the bagman, and we have an excuse for his actions that he's a drug addict, which is exactly what Hunter Biden said in that video. I was in the depths of addiction. You should feel sorry for me. I just needed money from anybody. James Biden seems to be smarter and have done this for decades, while Hunter's kind of the pupil under him. Yeah. We have a lot of questions for for James Biden. Again, the reason no one knows much about him is he didn't leave a laptop lying around. But uh, having looked at his bank records uh, from his LLC and from his personal bank records, I have a lot of questions for for James Biden. So does it appear that 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 James, Joe's brother, was as involved in this family business as Hunter was? Or, Or would you say they're they're equally complicit? I wouldn't say he's as involved, but a lot of transactions uh, in and out of James Biden's LLC uh, were with the Biden shell companies. And then obviously the, the, the $240,000 that came from Hunter's shell companies went through James Biden's personal account uh, but, and, and had him write the money to Joe Biden. I think at the end of the day, when Joe Biden was saying, oh, there's not a shred of evidence, not a shred of evidence, they thought that we would try to get their taxes. And I never wanted their taxes. I wanted their bank records. I've looked at enough tax returns as a director of a bank. You want to look at the bank statements. Bank statements don't lie. And you would have never seen that money to Joe. You would never see any of these these millions of dollars they're labeling as loans if you had just subpoenaed the tax records. You had to get their bank statement. And to be clear, the $200,000 payment that went from from Jim to Joe that they claim was a loan repayment, there is zero evidence, or to use Joe's phrase, not a scintilla of evidence that that was actually a loan that had ever gone from Joe to Jim in the first place. In other words, there has to be a loan in order for a loan to be repaid. Is, Is there any evidence at all that that loan existed? No, it's not hard to prove a loan. If if you pay me back $100,000, then I should have a check to you for $100,000 at some point before you paid me back $100,000. That's pretty simple, yep. and I think every American, even the financially illiterate ones, understand that. All right, two more questions I want to get to. What do you make of the fact that the countries that, that are doing business with Hunter and, and, and Jim Biden 
are all countries that are shady, that have corrupt oligarchs, that, that are to various degrees enemies of America, that they don't, they don't do business with any of our close allies. You don't see them doing business with England. You don't see them doing business with France or Germany. You don't see them doing business with Japan. You don't see them doing business with Canada. I mean, there are lots of countries where mm-hmm. people can do business with them where, where it's not necessarily shady. You go out of your way to find places like Russia and China that that's, says something. What do you make of that? I think that was their business model. Uh, we know they sold the Biden brand, but where did you sell the Biden brand? You sold the Biden brand in shady countries. You you revolved the business model around people who are in trouble. Uh, Burisma, the Romanian foreign national, the Russian oligarch. China is always in trouble because no one wants them in the United States. We don't want China buying farmland. We don't want China buying our energy companies. But they use the Bidens to try to get their foot in the door. Everywhere they operated were in countries where we have problems with bad people from bad countries. All right, last question. Something Hunter mentions at the end of that press conference that's kind of gratuitously tossed on there. He says, Dad wasn't involved in Burisma, in my legal practice, such as it was, in my businesses. And then he says, or with me as an artist. And, and it kind of pops out of nowhere there. What do you make of that? And, and what is your take on, on, quote, Hunter as an artist? Well, Hunter was never an artist until Joe became president. Uh, and it looks like their, their, their business model changed. From 2014 to, to 2018, they were taking wires directly through those shell companies. Then the IRS rolls in on them. Then they start trying to say this money they were taking in from influence peddling <clears throat> were loans. Then once Joe became president, they, they stopped all of that, and Hunter started selling art. So I believe the influence peddling may still be going on. It's going on through the art sales. We need to know who's purchasing this artwork. Uh, that's why. Do, do we know that? We do we, do we know who's purchasing the artwork we, and how much they're paying? We we think we know of two people, and they're part of the people we're trying to bring in to uh, ask questions or or to depose. So uh, that's something every American should want to know: who's buying this artwork? So even with the investigation going on, and this is this is just to make it clear to the American people where we are now. There's no reason to believe that the Biden said, okay, they're on to us, let's shut it down. They just said, okay, they're on to us, let's change the way that we're operating our business. We found out, for example, that the first American hostage that was released from Hamas was a, had a family member who had bought artwork from Hunter Biden. Is another example of, of still now, this is going on in real time. So do we have evidence, do we know how many paintings Hunter has sold to whom? And for how much? Those are those are basic questions. Since Joe became president, do, do, do we know whether he sold one painting, 50 paintings, or 100 paintings? We know he sold several. They bragged about it. The art director, uh, George Burgess, he's one of the people we expect to depose, hopefully in January. We'll, we'll ask those questions. And is any of Hunter Biden's art ever hung in any government <laughs> buildings or the White House that would, in theory, raise the price of that artwork, the value of that artwork, because we know that artwork where it hangs can increase the value significantly. I don't know that. That'll be a great question we can ask George Burgess. But the point you made that there's no evidence Hunter was an artist until daddy became president. Um, 
is rather amazing. Every artist I've ever known, they've been mm-hmm. an artist their whole life. They've been painting. Usually people mm-hmm. have been painting since they were kids. If, if you want to be a commercial artist, most people don't start off saying, I'm going to paint something and sell it for half a million dollars. Is, uh, is the Biden family blocking your committee getting the information on how many paintings have been sold to whom and for how much? Well, somebody's blocking it. Uh, again, that's that's the question we're going to ask the art gallery owner. And we're going to ask Kevin Morris, who's the Hollywood attorney. And we believe he has a lot of inside knowledge over this artwork and who's purchasing the artwork. This would be the Hollywood attorney that paid off Hunter's back taxes? Yeah. The the media reports that he's paid Hunter $2.5 million, but it's $5 million. It's $5 million from this Hollywood attorney he never met until Joe was the nominee to be president. He never met the guy? Never met the guy. We had the picture when the first time they met. It was at a political fundraiser. So this guy he didn't grow up with, wasn't friends with, like Devin Archer, Bob Alinsky, any of these guys. And and he met this guy. Now this guy has loaned him $5 million at least. Don't have to put that in your taxes. I guess that's the perk, right? I tell you, this this is... James, thank you. This has been very helpful. And, and, And I want us to close... We've heard mountains and mountains of evidence of corruption, mountains of evidence of corruption of Hunter Biden, mountains of evidence of corruption of Jim Biden, mountains of evidence of corruption of Joe Biden. I want us to close with Corrine Jean-Pierre claiming there is no evidence. So just give a listen to what the White House is saying, and then we're going to look at the newspaper headlines that have followed. What we're seeing from House Republicans is wasted time, and it is certainly... uh, you know, baseless political stunt. That's what we're seeing. And they're leaving, House Republicans are leaving this week to go, you know, enjoy a nice holiday, right, as most Americans should. But what happened to the funding to Ukraine? Just ask me about Ukraine. They haven't been able to get that done. They haven't been able to fix, help us fix what's going on at the border. They haven't been able to get that done. They haven't been able to start a conversation on how we're going to avert a shutdown in January. They haven't been able to do that. And so, look, you know, there's been zero evidence, zero evidence. You can ask me about engagement and what the president has done with his family in conversation, but there's no evidence. There's, wait, wait, but there's no evidence. There is no evidence that the president has done wrongdoing. There's none. Absolutely none. None. And that is just a fact. You've heard it from Republicans themselves. So they're wasting their time. Instead of doing the work of, for, on behalf of the American people, they go after the president's family. That's, but that's a waste of time. Every time she says no evidence, no evidence, no evidence, it's a lie. But here, take a look at how Reuters reported the House vote on impeachment. Biden impeachment inquiry authorized by House Republicans, comma, despite lack of evidence. Mind you, this is news. Uh, next headline. New York Times. House approves Biden impeachment inquiry as GOP hunts for an offense. Republicans are pushing forward with a former investigation, even though their year-long scrutiny of the president and his family has turned up no evidence of high crimes or misdemeanors. That is complete BS. By the way, Washington Post still lacking evidence. House GOP votes to formalize Biden impeachment inquiry. Lawmakers have said the step will put them on a stronger legal footing for any court challenges related to their investigations. Understand Reuters, The New York Times, The Washington Post and Corrine Jean-Pierre on behalf of the president 
are lying. And James, thank you for joining us because we, you have laid out an enormous amount of evidence that apparently you don't exist. The House doesn't exist. The investigation doesn't exist. The bank records don't exist. The WhatsApp doesn't exist. Burisma doesn't exist. $24 million doesn't exist. $240,000 to Joe Biden doesn't exist. None of that exists because we're told there's no evidence. These are lying shills, but the truth will out. Thank you for all you're doing. And James, have a Merry Christmas. Congressman, again, thank you so much for joining us. Senator, this is such an important conversation, obviously. And I will say to everyone that's listening, make sure that you help us get the word out. Whether you're on Facebook or on YouTube or on X, you can grab the video and watch. You can share the video there and also share the podcast links. Because without you, the Verdict listeners, this show doesn't happen. And when you share it on social media, you bring so many others into the conversation and allow them to hear the facts of what the mainstream media is not covering. I'll say it again. Thank you to James Comer and Jim Jordan for all their hard work. And we hope you enjoyed everything that we talked about. The Senator and I will see you back here in a couple of days. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So a couple years ago, I hit 40 years old, and man, did things change. I didn't have the same strength and vitality that I had before, and I didn't have what I wanted, and that was the ability to work out and have a blast doing it. So then the pounds started packing on. Well, thank goodness I found Chalk, C-H-O-Q, and they're helping real American men just like you maximize your masculinity by boosting your testosterone levels up to 20% over 90 days. Now, I've been taking the Chalk Vitality Stack for over a year now, and not only am I working out, I've now lost 50 pounds. So if you're ready to maximize your masculinity today, go to Chalk, C-H-O-Q.com, and use promo code Ben for a massive discount on any Chalk subscription for life. C-H-O-Q.com, code Ben, limited time offer. Subscription is cancelable at any time. Chalk.com. Hollywood is under siege from an external force. The same Hollywood that sold the American dream is now making nightmares a reality. Many major films make choices to appease the Chinese Communist Party to be distributed in China. Join Tiffany Meyer, an investigative reporter in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, where she reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. For a limited time, watch the first 10 minutes for free at hollywoodtakeover.com slash Ben. HollywoodTakeover.com slash Ben.